than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, Barnsley, we are back in the shed for uh, episode five of the Captain's Run for Friday. No, Woody, mate. Where is he? Uh, he hasn't turned up, but he's just <laughs> texted me and he said he's going to call in. He's, uh, he's up uh, at the HPC coaching Conrail Leary, getting him ready for the CT next year. Um, but more importantly, some cracking sport this week. Um, but we did make an early forecast on Monday that the swooping magpies were down in Kempsey and they came away with a win. Huge win, Condé. Seen wild scenes down there. It, uh, it went down to the last over and we had no wickets in hand and young Maxie Pollock, uh, he's faced a fair bit of adversity in his life, Maxie, and he was the kid that got us over the line. Uh, him and Zachy Duncan, they got the winning runs, and there was jubilation, mate. We had a cow streak through the field. I kid you not, but a couple of overs to go, we had a cow streak through the main part of the field. Kids are running for the hills. Uh, it was all happening at, at down in uh, downtown Kempsey. But, uh, look, I just – mate – this time in your life for these kids, the weight of the world, it feels like the weight of the world is on their shoulders, but it is the greatest time in sport. Watching just, you know, kids playing for the love and passion of the game. Um, and for these kids, this is the first time they've ever made it to the state finals in Sydney. So from Port Macquarie all the way to the border, they were the uh, the number one team in uh, public, in, in um, obviously public school, the knockout competition in cricket. So it's a huge result for them. The school and all the kids should be really proud. And um, I think it's down to Bathurst is the next uh, where the uh, sort of state, the kids from all around the state come together and play the knockout final. Um, so on the bulletin board, we've got a couple of things to talk about. Firstly, yeah. one that's not uh, particularly good news. Um, we have to cancel. Uh, our live podcast with Matty Rogers, which was to be held at Club Lennox, December 9. Um, the club is uh, sort of working through some issues with some neighbours um, and hence uh, outdoor an outdoor event just can't happen before Christmas. Uh, we tried really hard to um, secure another venue, but obviously at late notice um, that wasn't possible. So, yeah, there'll be mm. refunds uh, handed out. We'll start again. We'll... Uh, We'll put something on the uh, on the planning board for uh, for the new year, and we'll come back with uh, hopefully an event at Club Lennox is is sort of what we hope. Um, Saturday, something to get really excited about: Movember Barnsley. Yeah, morning of the Mo's back. The seventy style retro uh, surf competition in aid of uh, men's mental health. This is a cracking a cracking day. Uh, they raise a lot of money for a great cause, and this year it's a bit of a teams event. It's an it's a uh, something different. So. Uh, Nathan Meredith, um, Ev McGregor, two of the absolute all-stars from this local area, and uh, myself and Woody have teamed up with them, so we're trying to raise a bit of money. I think we'll raise close to four grand now with a raffle that we're running um, that will be auctioned off, not auctioned off, but drawn out on the day. Uh, and there could be some uh, cracking uh, cracking dress-ups going on. So basically you've got to go as some, someone with a Mo-styled theme. And uh, I might have a bit of Mohatma Gandhi in mind. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Can't wait for the photos. And uh, hot off the press, Barnsley is uh, one of the big supporters since uh, since it initiated out of uh, Victoria, November. Um, DJ Eddie, um, yeah. he is actually up here for the event. He's going to play on Saturday night 
um, which will be fantastic because he's an extremely uh, good DJ. But also, he's going to give up some time and do a podcast with us. He's got a great oh, story. It'd be awesome. I, I, what I love about this story is his actual real name. I never knew it until you pointed it out the other day. Buff Parnell. Known as DJ Eddie. Is there a better first name than Buff? I bloody love it. That's all time. That's a cracker. Righto. Well, we're about to go around the grounds and we're going to... We're just going to see if James is available. So we're going to call James, and I don't know what response we'll get. So, hey. Woody, how are you, mate? Yes, how are you? Good, mate. Good. How are you traveling? In the car, or are you still on the beach? No, I got out of that wind tunnel uh, and jumped in uh, Connor's car. Beautiful. Righto. Well, we're ready to roll, Woody. So around the grounds, we've got the uh, Rugby League World Cup this weekend. Obviously, Oz versus Samoa. Uh, Samoa started the week at, uh, they were paying $8.50, giving away the best part of 20 points. It's come into $6.50. They're still giving 17.5 points. Uh, sorry, the Aussies are giving 17.5 points to Samoa. Is that enough? Yeah, I reckon I reckon that's probably just enough. I thought, I, I'm thinking it's going to be closer. Because I don't know, Australia really haven't had one breakout game, especially in the last game we played against New Zealand. They look clunky to me. But they couldn't get it right. I don't know. Latrell hasn't really had a blinder. If Latrell has a blinder, I feel like we're smashing, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think you make some good points there, Woody. Australia has not been that great. Um, but you kind of got to think big players, big stage. You got to think Nathan Cleary's going to have a, a bit of a breakout game, and, and you're right about Latrell. So. Yeah, I'm thinking it'll be close early because Samoa will be up for it and they've got a pretty solid forward pack to go with it. Um, but I think it blows out late. 17 points is pretty juicy, though, after you gave me a full uh, betting spiel last week. I've, I've done my numbers and I reckon I reckon it's not too bad. Barnsley's education's working. <laughs> well, I think uh, Samoa have actually run into a lot of injuries, so they're onto their third, oh, string, okay. their, their third string hooker. Um, their first two are gone. Um, I don't think – I think they'll need every bit of that. I think the Aussies are in for a breakout performance. I think they'll get the 50? job – Oh, I don't know. I just think they'll get the job done. I think it, I reckon it'll be four to five tries, to be honest. Okay. Um, that's what I'm sort of, I'm sort of looking at. Uh, the, this week, obviously, they gave out the Golden Boot Awards, um, which is a big thing for individual Huge. awards in a team sport. Uh, the wheelchair – uh, so yeah, Seb, Seb, Seb Bachara won the wheelchair. He's a Pommy, I think. Yeah, Pommy. And then two Kiwis. So in the women's, it was Racine McGregor and then uh, Joey Manu. So playing out of position at fullback, we could say out of position, but it doesn't seem to matter where the bloke plays because he, uh, he just performs. And look at the thing about the Roosters here. Would it be interesting to get your take? Like you've got Joseph Suwali playing fullback for Samoa, Joey Manu, James Tedesco. Pretty How's their hot. salary cap looking? <laughs> I mean, they'd have, to, they'd have to be in the top two or three to win next year. What's your take on that, Woody? I reckon I'll happily take any of those to the Tigers. <laughs> I'll have one of them. I'll have just one of the guys' legs. I don't even need a full body. <laughs> it's crazy. What are they going to do? Like, How do you get rid of Tedesco? He's basically the best player in the world. But Manu's been on fire this World Cup. And Suwali's, you know... You know what he's going to be like in a few years. He'll be one of the best players in the league. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a predicament, I suppose you'd want to have, <laughs> because most other clubs are struggling to find one of those sort of players. So, but you're right, mate. They can't. They're not going to be able to keep them all down the line. And Tedesco, realistically, he's got to be on track to be. Well, he's already on track to be better than Slater. 
Oh, because if you look at the stats and what he's done already, it's just it's mind blowing. He so, just doesn't play a bad game. No consistency <laughs> and the way he doesn't get injured that often. Um, we'll just stay on the we'll just stay on the World Cup for a sec. Uh, Victor Radley, bit bit of an awkward situation that one. I, I I don't know. I mean, from all reports, he was defending the English coach. Um, the guy had already been asked to leave the premises. English players had called the police, and then Victor had to defend his coach. Yeah. It's a hard one being a guy like Victor Radley because even when you do the right thing, you know what I mean? Like you have the balls and courage to stand up for someone, you're always going to wear flack for it just because of, you know, past indiscretion. So Paul Buck is damned if he do and damned if he doesn't, you know. What do you think on it, Woody? Did you know much about it? I think he's the type of player you'd, everyone would want him to see. He seems yeah. like a really fun guy yeah. with his teammates and he's a, you know, he's a fucking lunatic on the field, but... Stuff like that, it shows the character, you know, the good character. He's sticking up for his coach. He's like one of the new guys in the team. It's obviously a little bit weird that he's walked out on Oz and he's just trying to be a good dude. And they're kind of using him as like a bit of a scapegoat for how they lost, I reckon. It's kind of like a way to have a crack at it. Uh, World Cup soccer starts next week. Um, line of betting, Brazil... Favourite, Argentina, England, France, Spain. The Aussies have got France first up. Uh, we're going to get Jolie in, our soccer, North Coast soccer correspondents in the next uh, next week or two to sort of give us a rundown because we're not that strong on soccer. A well, great like event. What, what do you think, Woody? Where do, you, where do you see the World Cup going? Who wins it and how does Australia go in the, uh, in the pool stages? I think we probably don't get out of the pool stages. Um, we've got a pretty tough group. Looking at it from, I mean, the betting the betting list that Kondo just said is pretty much how you'd see it. Mm. It's sort of Brazil or Argentina's to lose. Argentina are going for the record of most undefeated games in a row. Like, Italy did it, I think, over the last couple of years. It's about, it's about 36 or 37. And I think, um, I think Argentina won a game last night against, it was either Qatar or one of those um, Arab countries. Yep. And they're on 35. So Argentina to me, Messi's playing amazing. They've got a lot of their good players in form. I, I feel like it could be Argentina. Just a quick one, Woody. If, if Messi wins this World Cup, if Argentina find a way to win it, is it undisputed that he's the greatest soccer player of all time? Undisputed. Undisputed. Yep. He's on fire with PSG. Like he had a bit of a shocker last year. He's trying to get used to the system and used to the league and, He's been on fire this season. He's had about, I think, 12 goals and about 12 assists or 13 assists. This, this, he's not sitting on the bench sucking and getting on Pierce Morgan and having a cry. Well, he's on fire. Well, mate, you've mentioned it, so we'll go there. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, just recently obviously was on Pierce Morgan, and it's a pretty explosive interview. I don't think they've released a whole lot of it at the moment. It's only a couple of parts, but Woody, mate, what's your take been on that? I love, like I've always supported Man U. I love, I always was a Ronaldo guy over Messi. Yeah. But the last sort of year or so, since it kind of he's lost form and he's lost his way with the rotation and getting and getting in the starting side, he's just taken his bat and ball and had a fucking shocker. Like I, I've only seen small clips of it. Like I've seen the bit where he bags up Rooney and Gary Neville, and those guys are just sort of calling him out on being a dickhead. Like. If you're Marcus Rashford or one of those good young guys in Man U and you're seeing him act like that, like it's no wonder they kind of trying to get him out of there. 
Yeah, it's the kind of behaviour that just wouldn't have happened under Alex Ferguson there. No way. Yeah. I reckon he's gone the angle that he just wants out of his contract, so he's just thrown all the toys out of the Yeah. Car. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a sad way because there's just so much history, good history between both Cristiano and Man U and what he's done for the club. But the way it's unfolded is just it's ugly on a whole lot of levels. So we'll move to uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. Um, we've got a cracker this week. Um, Hello, Condo, Barnsley, Wood, Vaughn Deere, new head of motivation for the almighty Australian Irukandji Olympic surf team, ready to get fair up the troops as we surf for gold at Chopes 2024. Boys, I've got a conundrum. What has happened to the good old-fashioned die-hard roll-up-your-sleeves-and-do-it-for-your-mates-in-the-trenches Aussie spirits? You know what I'm talking about. Little Leighton, Kathy Freeman, Tommy Rodonigas, Dawn Fraser, Mick Fanning, mongrels who bite and chew and scratch and fight to the end because that's the Australian way. In every sport, we've been diminished, boys. From the chest-beaten, crocodile-cresting, true-blue, flag-flying world-beaters to wimpy, entitled, cotton-wool-wrapped, easy beats. I ask you, in the interest of reminding this current crop of also-rans, Barty, Gilmore, Dill Alcott as the obvious exceptions, what's the greatest example of Australian sporting grit that you've ever seen? Not the big wins, but the athletes who put it in for no other reason than living up to the pride of a nation. Give it to us, boys. Let us know what it takes. Rip in, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Vaughn. He's fired up, boy. Oh, he's on fire, isn't he? So I think my take from that is it's an individual gritty performance. Is that your take, Barnsley? Yeah, yeah. I think that's where he's going with it. Like. He's mentioned some cracking Aussie Aussie legends there, and I suppose that is the the thing today. Are we have we lost that? I don't think we have. I think it's still there. Uh, we just cover that much bloody sport now. We tend to focus on all the negatives, but I reckon that that heart, that character's still there. How lucky are the Irukandjis to have Big Vaughn Deadly on board as their uh, motiva- oh. man of motivation? You can imagine <laughs> imagine some of the wind up. What what is it for you, Woody? What stands out for you? Uh, I got a couple, but I, the one I picked, just because I was watching it on the couch, riding every wave, and that was um, Fanning, Mick Fanning in uh, 2013. He's surfing in the Pipe Masters. I've mentioned it a few times in other other conversations, but just he needed a, I think he needed over a hot, over a nine, and he got a nine four, and it was to beat Aiden Nickel to get into the semi final to actually win the world title, and it was down to. A, I think about under a minute or a minute to go, a set had broken. You could see it coming in and it was fucking pick the right wave, grab the rail and fucking make the pit. And he did it. Got a world title on the beach and he needed to finish. He needed to make that heat and Slater had to win the comp and Slater won the comp, but he fucking grinded it out. And that's, that's for me. That one's huge. That's a crack up. Kondo, how about you, mate? I, I've got a couple. I, I'm going to go two, and they're both cricket. I'd say Steve War at the SCG when he needed um, he needed to score oh, a four, four off, off the, the last, final. yeah, to bring up his ton. And that, that was a great moment, though. Oh, and the hundred that um, I was there that day. That hundred was a cracking hundred. But to do it, um, you know, just the the intensity at the SCG that day in that last over, and you know, is he going to you know the commentary, and then you watch the replays uh, that one and 
Another one um, is Adam Adam Gilchrist from up this yep, area. Yep. Uh, Tasmania. I think it was one of his first oh, tests. Oh, it was his first test. With Justin Langer. Because the big thing was Ian Healy. That no, was his second test, actually, because he played at the Gabba. Um, they Stace. left Ian Healy out, which was huge, at the Gabba. Put Gilchrist in. Scored, and then it scored 300 and something, and he got... Oh, that... He, I'm not sure. That they were chasing the, the yeah. number they were chasing yeah. down. Oh, um, he just came in and absolutely lit it up, and from then on, everyone went, "Ah, oh, okay, that's we've why got a, we've got gone. a good in here." Yeah, yeah. they'd be, they'd be my two. What what about you, Barnsley? Um, the best one I've ever seen. I'm just going to go round nine. Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn at Suncorp oh. Stadium. Pacquiao absolutely pummeled Horn, and if he dropped to a knee in that round, he loses the fight. But he didn't. He stayed up. And I reckon that's why it was probably a 10-9 round which gave him the chocolates at the end of it. Because Horn, the ref came in and should have stopped the fight. He said, I'm going to stop it if you don't show me something. Horn comes out and wins the next three rounds. It was one of the greatest displays of courage, fortitude, Aussie spirit, all that grit that Vaughny just talked about in that question. Jeff Horn, whether you agree with the result or not, showed the absolute grit required to win a world title that day. You mentioned that fight a lot. Like, is that... One of the standout sporting... Um with, without a doubt, mate. It's one of the standout moments I've ever been to. Because you just didn't... We were going there with the just absolute thing that, geez, I hope it goes one or two rounds. Like, I out. hope Pacquiao yeah. goes... At the end of the six, we're going... I'm talking to the people next. I was going, like, I'm, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure he's winning the fight. He's going really well. Like, keep going, Jeff. And then the ninth yeah. round comes along and goes, ah, oh, fuck, it's over. Just... And, mate... Every one of us were standing on our feet going, hold on, you bastard. Just fucking hold on, Jeff. Stay up. (laughs) Stay up. And, mate, I've got goosebumps now. He fucking stayed up. And he came out and won the final three rounds. Like It blew me away. So that, for me, was the greatest one I've seen. The only thing I'd throw in there that, uh, additionally to my two picks, uh, just keeping in line with Vaughn Deadly Blakey's uh, surf background, is Steph Gilmore this year. Oh, Yes. What well, yeah. do you mention it the other day, mate? Take us through yeah. that again. Oh, just uh, just she kind of broke the rules, really. Like, you know, you got an advantage to finish higher. Um, obviously, if you you finish the ratings first, you get to sit there all day. But I feel like that went against Carissa and Steph just grinded out four heats in a row and then took on Carissa, and she just smashed that. So. That one as well. I just didn't want to say two weeks in a row. Like that one's huge as well. That's that's unbelievable by her. Yeah. The uh, okay. So uh, our homework this week. So on Monday we nominated the race of the century. Now, if you haven't watched it on Netflix, it's about 1983 America's Cup, which was led by John Bertrand. Um, their win over the Americans uh, at Newport, Rhode Island. Um, it's a must-watch. It's really, really good. Oh. Barnsey, your take first. Oh, mate, I've got goosebumps. I reckon it's one of the greatest team efforts. I'm, I, whilst it was an underdog performance, don't get me wrong, it's one of the great just team things because of probably three factors. John Bertrand. The team he brought together. Unbelievable. Like John Bertrand just, he went to MIT, studied at This sheer intensity he went about trying to take these blokes down. One of the greatest leadership things I've ever seen. And then, you know, you've got Alan Bond with the finances and him having the balls to back it. And three, I reckon this guy's underrated. It's Ben Lexon. He was the guy that developed the wing keel. I know it was a big thing at the time, but it's sort of been lost in history. But, like, they detail it well in the doco, but he had three years of schooling education when he was nine until he was 12. And the blokes come up with some of the most outrageous kind of designs, well, ever at the time. 
Now, for, for listeners that aren't aware, the winning streak for the Americans had gone 132 years before the Aussies knocked them off in 1983. <laughs> no, that's... Wow. It's unbelievable. 132 years. You're talking New York, New York, uh, yeah, New York Yacht Club, okay, 132-year winning streak under the American banner in the America's Cup. It's a really, really good watch. Um, the, numbers, the numbers in America's Cup are ridiculous. They reckon, well, I think now it's like 2 million to enter, 4 million minimum per boat, and I think, I, I think from memory that 83 team had three or four boats. Mm. Uh, and wow. and get this, uh, I think each sailor that is obviously hand-picked because they're all world-class is on a salary of minimum around half a mil. So you're talking a budget to actually just get to the starting line to compete of somewhere between 70 and 100 million bucks. <laughs> Holy shit. What do you got that wow. in your back pocket, mate? Are you looking to have a crack at this sort of event in the years mate, to come? Mate, I'm just thinking that. I'm thinking like, fuck, if you're just a guy that's getting 500 grand a year and you're just fucking pulling two ropes, <laughs> fucking get me on a boat. <laughs> get me on a fucking boat. <laughs> Woody, what was your take know. on it, mate? You watched it a while back. You loved it. Um, yeah, where, where, what did you think of it all? I got a few things. I loved a bit like they were clever enough to hide the kill. Like Ben Lexington was really paranoid about the American scene, so they had all it was all secrecy. They covered the bottom of the boat to get them there, and just you know, you could see the New York Yacht Club and like the Americans are doing everything they could, like as they arrived to fuck with them. <laughs> And they just, Aussie spirit, I guess it's like back to the Aussie Greek question that Vaughn up. They just stuck, stuck together and fucking battled back and got the win. Yeah, well, they were, and, da- and they, that, they were down, weren't they? I think uh, they had to win the last yeah. race. But I think they were, they'd only, was, were they down 3-1? I think it's a best of yeah, seven. It some, yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, they were back enough. And then to add something to that, that, that kill, that Ben Lexington kill, it was so inspiring that Shane Haran, little Fucking bit of pop quiz. Shane Aran, who was runner-up in the world titles for surfing four years in a row there, Mark Richards, he took on that keel and rode it in every event for, I think, about six years. He rode it. He minute, like, you know, shrunk really? it down. And, yeah, rode it as a uh, – that was his thing. He competed against Mark with that keel, the exact same replica, but a smaller, obviously a way smaller version in his board. Incredible. Have you ever ridden a surfboard yeah. with with that, Woody? Yeah, Brocky's got a few of those fins, like who's been on our podcast. Um, I've, I've ridden them a few times. It's, they're, they're hard to work out. They work good in mouths. Um, but, yeah, really different feeling. But you've got to have a certain bottom of the board for them to really work. So more of a hull like a boat. Yeah, right. Okay, super. I haven't, actually haven't seen a, a surfboard with that on. I'll show you one. I'll, I'll bring one in. We'll have one. I'll put one on the table. Yeah, that'd be good, mate. Hey, just if you haven't seen it, get on Netflix and check it out. Um, probably it's got to be close to our greatest under, underdog story of all time. It'll be right up there. You know the other thing to come out of it, just to, 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 uh, to finalise, is uh, Dennis Connors, the, the American <laughs> cap. If he's really like that, he was a tosser. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so uh, Balls Deep, Barnsley, what do we got this week? Um, I'm going to go a bit of left field here. I found that there's a 50-year-old Chinese man who's gone viral. They call him Uncle Chen. Uncle Chen <laughs> runs marathons with a bunger. He smokes a cigarette for the entire marathon and he runs like three minutes bloody 
50, way better than what any of most of us could do. And so he, he constantly is putting, he finishes a bunger, lights another yep. one up. Yep. They, there's, been some, there's been some great quotes on Instagram about him. It's got, there goes my hero, watch him as he smokes. And fucking, there's, there's a whole piece of them, mate. This is what peak performance looks like. Yeah, so he runs marathons with a bunger hanging around his mouth. I thought that was pretty special. And my second one goes to uh, Woody, your nickname, mate. It's gone viral, the uh, Swooping Magpies. I love it. So sick they got the win. Well, all our listeners are going to keep hearing about the sweeping magpies until they get down to Sydney (laughs) and get the next win. Uh, Boar's Deep for me is from a nation of 200,000 people, they're playing in the World Cup Rugby League uh, final this weekend, Samoa. I think uh, from the first first game of getting belted by 60, I think the full story hasn't come out and it will with what Matt Parrish and a few of the senior people there have really sacrificed in the last three or four years. To keep that team together, it's quite obvious the team has been playing for their coach um, and hopefully they put in a really good performance and I'm really wrong on the start this weekend. <laughs> Woody, how about you, mate? All right, mate, my balls, my balls deep is um, I'm going to stick with you. You've got the Chinaman that runs marathon smoking things. I've got another one in the fitness realm. Everyone knows what a plank is. Does everyone know, yeah, you yeah. know plank hold? Yep. World record on the ESPN uh, Instagram account, eight hours and 43 minutes. Planking? He's an Aussie bloke, isn't he? Yeah, eight hours and 43 minutes planking. Holy shit, mate. We did two minutes this morning at the Bodie Boys and blokes were dropping like flies. Eight hours. We've got to find that bloke's name, Woody. Do you know it or we'll we'll look it up? Wait, I'll pull it up right now. I've got it. Yep. It's 62-year-old George Hood set the world record for longest plank, eight hours, 15 minutes, 15 seconds. Oh, oh, that, is, that is a balls deep if ever I've heard of one. Well done, mate. Uh, balls up, pretty easy. We discussed it earlier. I think round the table we all agree it's Ronaldo. You can't just dish on your teammates and your club when you're getting paid half a million pounds. No, and you can't week. be walking off after, before full time cracking a spack because you got benched. What? Yeah, no, R- Ronaldo, well, hopefully he flares up in the World Cup, but he's obviously out of Man, man U, he's gone. Uh, final word, Woody, yeah. you're first off. Final word, don't try and do phone podcasts on a fucking stubbly buster at the beach. <laughs> for those that don't know, no, we, we had to... it off. Yeah, for, yeah, and for those that don't know, we had to get Woody to move to the car because we could not hear him. It's blowing a gale up there at Cabarita. Yeah. No, that'd be me. And good, and you know what? My actual, my proper one, fucking good on the swooping magpies. How good are those guys? Yeah, Congratulations. Mate. Great job. Cheers, Woody. Uh, for me this week, I've gone with the, um, I've gone with a quote from uh, the race of the century from John Bertram. He starts the uh, the documentary with this: "I've never met a world champion as a normal person. You got to be screwed up in some matter to get out of bed to do extraordinary things, and I'm screwed up." Underneath the nice guy veneer is a huge ego, and ego is a part of my drive. I love Johnny Bertram from that show. I I, I want to I'll read up a whole heap on him because geez, I've there's been some great leaders in Australia. He's got to be one of the most determined I've come across. What's he done since the America's yeah. Cup? I don't know. That's what I don't know. Yeah, I always heard the name, but I never really like We'd, in leadership circles. And we stuff, need to do some I, research on that because he's an. I mean, watching it. And then seeing that that uh, doco, he comes across as an 
amazing human being, super intelligent. Yeah. I love it. I love it how Bears always finds the best quotes, but that quote should be on the fucking. I'm putting that on the on the wall of my gym. That's fucking epic. <laughs> yeah, we are. We, we Woody, we've talked about it a lot, but just that obsession that people, the mm. guys who do, re- and then girls who do really extraordinary things, they're obsessed, and uh, that really shone through from him. Final word for Condo. I'm going to leave you with a little multi. Uh, Jason Day got into the top twenty last week. I'm going to back up on Jason Day. Top 20, Green Bay Packers to win, Australia to win by uh, 13 plus, Kansas City Chiefs to win, and 49ers to win. I'm confused, but how much do we win? Uh, Well, I'm just (laughs) looking at my slip. It's paying $9.40, Barnsley. So if you put 100 bucks on it, you'll win a lot of money (laughs) when it wins. Giddy up. We'll be back with uh, DJ Eddie tomorrow, and we'll be back with uh, Monday's experts on Monday. Yeah, Woody, well done, mate. Good luck with Connor down there, bud. Yeah, I've lost him at sea. He got lost on the jet ski. Um, if you guys could just call uh, the Westpac chopper, he's somewhere <laughs> off uh, Fingal Island. <laughs> See you, mate. Good See stuff. You guys. All right.